Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to this series. I think we may be getting near the end of this series on the habits of low emotional intelligence. And if you're just now joining us, we started out laying a great foundation about the importance of emotional intelligence and how it can affect our lives, but mostly how it can improve our lives vastly in multiple ways in our personal, professional life, our ability to uh, be promoted, to see opportunities open up, to have better relationships. The list just went on and on. Even better health and a greater state of mind um, are the benefits of having high EQ, that is emotional quotient, which is the measurement for emotional intelligence. And then after we went through several low or habits of low emotional intelligence, we got into over the last few of this series, the last few episodes, uh, we have been going through uh, ways to improve that, to spike it up. And I've been trying to cover as many as I can in each of these episodes. So let's continue on that list, shall we? The next one might kind of surprise you, and, and maybe you're not ready for it, and that's okay, uh, but it is definitely worth mentioning, and that is how much social media are you spending your time in? Because social media can really zap the emotional quotient if you're spending too much time on it or if you're engaging in very negative uh, debates and reading very negative posts from people, very ugly things that can take you down and make you feel awful, make you feel um, uh, defensive or upset or angry or feeling a sense of com maybe comparing to other people. All of these things are definitely low EQ type uh, behaviors and responses. So if you take it out or at least reduce it dramatically, I think you'll find that you're going to take the edge off and make the work on emotional intelligence so much easier. Now, you know, I'm not trying to sign old by saying that, but you know what? I know people that actually fast it and they, they love it. They benefit from it greatly. Um, it, it, it forces you to engage in face-to-face -face, uh, relationships with people. Um, it, it'll also help you to gain and develop more social skills, especially if that's an area that you currently struggle. And I see that so often in today's world with the, the expansion of social media. And the addiction um, and so you know think about meeting up with people emotional intelligence doesn't expand within the confines of digital conversation all right next one it's not what you say it's how you say it okay so we're talking about the importance of nonverbal communication and how that can affect a person's opinion of you so your body language your tone of voice eye contact um, you know, all of these things, all these variables are keys to letting others know how you really feel emotionally. And, you know, for a lot of people, they, you know, and the, the phrase goes, wear their heart on the, their, their, their heart on the sleeve. They can tell how you're feeling just by your, your, your nonverbal messages. So once you've got your emotions intact, think about how you're physically coming across and I know I've given you a lot of tips, but if you if you take the time to write them down and just maybe work on two per week or even one per week, something's better than nothing. It's all about progress, right? The next one is the unknown. 
The ultimate method to building your social skills is to get out there and be social. Take risks, okay? It sounds simple, but you do strengthen muscles by using them. And in the same token, you will strengthen your social skills by being social. <laughs> Join a group or a network outside of your usual circle. It's the perfect way to put all of your tips into play and make it work for you. Okay, so now I'm going to go through a fairly quick list on what to avoid. These are things that um, those with high IQ rarely display. Okay, they, in other words, these are traits, characteristics, things that, that you need to be mindful of <clears throat> and avoid if you want to be someone of high EQ. All right, so here we go down the list. Drama. Oh, boy. Drama. Emotional, intelligent people listen. They offer sound advice. They keep their cool. Okay, um, and they extend empathy and they they care. They don't have just instantly go into reactive state and in, in, in drama. Next, complaining. People of high IQ do not complain. All right, now they may say some things that that are um, unpleasant, but they don't deal with it from a dramatic stance or a reactive stance, and it doesn't take them down. Okay, they never they never want to play the victim. Remember, you can be a victim or a victor. Um, and there's, you know, rarely does an emotional intelligence person feel victimized, and, and even more infrequently do they feel that a solution is beyond their grasp. They're always can-do people. How can we fix this? What can we do better? So instead of looking for someone or something to blame, they think constructively and dissolve the solution in private. Very, very important one. Next, they are not negative. Avoid negativity. Emotional intelligent people have the ability to curb cynical thoughts. They acknowledge that negative thoughts are just that, thoughts. And they rely on facts to come to conclusions. The next one, dwelling on the past. They do not get stuck in the past. And remember, if you stay stuck in the past, you'll be chained to the events, the people, the, 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 um, uh, uh, the, the letdowns, and the emotions of the past. You get chained to it where you can't get free from it. And it's just a constant barrage that keeps you captive and destroys your body chemistry as well as your state of mind and many other things as well. Next, dwelling, uh, or I'm sorry, selfishness. They are not selfish people, all right? Uh, while a degree of selfishness is required for everyone to get ahead in life, too much of it fractures relationships and causes disharmony. They know how to have that, that healthy balance. All right, um, giving into peer pressure. They never do that. They, they decide what they decide because it's right for them and they're not going to be influenced and pushed around by the media, by you know, uh, other people in their lives, by coworkers, by peer pressure, whatever it is, they just do what is right. They stick to their core values. And then finally, here's the last one, being overcritical. Nothing destroys a person's morale faster than being overcritical to themselves as well as to others. All right? Remember that we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have the same motivations and limitations. Take the time to try to understand others. And then go easy on yourself, too. When you make a mistake, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. But then make a commitment to change and to be the person that you really, really want to be. Well, that concludes this series. I hope it's been helpful to you. And if you know it will help someone else, please share it. This is Michelle Stuffes, your journey to greatness through routine encouraging you to keep reaching higher. Never give up on your dreams. Tomorrow we'll come back with a brand new series. Have an amazing day.